Hi, this is Kari Johnston, and you're listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and sometimes politics. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of the Lake Forest High School basketball, football, lacrosse scouts, Scoop Walker. How you doing, Scoop? Good, Pete. How are you? Happy Friday. Happily, no happy joke. April 1st. And it's no joke. Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Are you guys going to go, ha, yeah. April Fool's? <laughs> I, I already pulled off a couple April Fool's tricks at my house, so not to, to much to the chagrin of everyone living in my house. Well, if you're in Chicago, every day is April Fool's. All right. <laughs> Seemingly so. right now, yes. <laughs> Hey, Lake Forest Podcast is sponsored by Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They're a premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. The Royal Reno captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at sharkguybeachfishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. Disclaimer, Scoo doesn't charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful. For sharkfish. <laughs> the shark fin soup. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Reverend Luke Bath from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A. Elizabeth B. Costa Lance Otto. Artie M. And the Broad Stop Breakfast Group in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Arr, 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 arr. We need to do a mobile podcast up there. Oh, yeah, and, in the parking lot. <laughs> and we need some a heck of a screen. Breakfast with some big sausage. Can, can, can you imagine the mics after that? <laughs> There'd be a lot of beeping out, I bet. So, what is this female voice that we have on, Scoo? Unless you changed your voice. Uh, no, no, no hand behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> we got a guest for the show. How, how, how did we find Kari, Scoo? Oh, Kari's a good, long friend of mine and my what beautiful wife, Pam. And she and her little neighborhood are going through some kind of change right now. And I thought it'd be a great idea to have Kari well, come on, talk about it, and see what can be done. Well, this is not the podcast for that. Oh. I thought <laughs> April <was>. Fools. <laughs> Kari, thank you for coming on. <laughs> you like that? Kari, thanks for coming on the show. Please tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a Lake Forest resident, uh, born and raised here. Um, and uh, probably my, my uh, greatest disappointment right now is what's going on uh, behind my house. And what? I live on Highview Terrace. Uh, the street abuts the Woodlands Academy. Um, entity. And um, they're looking for a capital improvement on the property. And they're sitting on, uh, I think it's 42 acres. They absorbed or, or were gifted uh, from the uh, a source unnamed, uh, the acreage that Vera College used to reside on. So they had this nice, you know, vista to the west and have maintained the front of their property nicely in terms of a sort of serene entry type of thing. And so um, in trying to be competitive within their market, 
a um, couple of years back, they added a soccer field on that west portion that was donated. And they also added a um, softball field. And um, we is, is it grass or is it AstroTurf? Just curious. It, no, it, no, it's grass. It's grass. Okay. They had uh, done some grading. And I know the, the Astro. That's another topic. <laughs> Very political as well. Dan. And, and I do have an opinion Oops. about that. Okay. Um, but um, th this one is sort of one of those, none of us can really believe that it's, it's happening because <clears throat> as a, um, within their uh, existence, they're considered an SUP. And- um, When you say they, Woodlands? Woodlands Academy is okay. a SUP. So and what is that? SUP. Special use up with permit. You. So basically, even though uh, they abut R4 and R1 uh, zoning. Um, they really have no zoning. They have no setbacks. And I, I had no idea about any of this until I saw um, the surveyors in my backyard last year. And I'm kind of like, what are you guys doing? And uh, they weren't literally in my backyard, but uh, we had this sort of buckthorn um, 20 barrier. 25 feet. Well, not a barrier, but they never cleaned it up. Woodlands never cleaned it up. Well, right now it's hard to see what's going on. There's no construction. Um, but uh, the surveyors were here. They were in my backyard. And I say backyard, they were, you know, 20 feet off the property line, which the standard two garage uh, depth is about 20 feet. And then you add okay. another couple feet. So not, it's not very much. And they were, they were just, you know, doing their thing, surveying the property and and then all of a sudden back in uh, January, all of us on the street, both sides of Highview Terrace, got these invitations from the school saying, hey, we're having a backyard barbecue, come and, and see our presentation of what we have proposed. So we all go over there that particular night and there were four easels to, yeah. you know, here's part one, two, three, and here's what it's ultimately gonna look like type thing. And I, I had gotten a heads up on what was going on. And so I encouraged my neighbors to come with me and we had a good representation. And, but we all said unanimously a, after doing the view and they're all, you know, jumping on us, all the, the, um, the, the people with it, with power over there uh, at the school. And they're like, oh, isn't this going to be great? Rah, 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 you know? And we're like, uh, yeah, it's nice plan, except for one thing you're putting it in our backyard. And there was this just deaf ear to how it would impact us. And so they had three other options that um, two are on the west side and then one is more, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the property, but they have the Gloria Day building. And I think it's a library or was a library at one, at one point, but it's close. So they have this, now this kind of athletic corridor, I'll say, because you come off of Wesley, hit Sheridan Road. And then the first subordinate entrance is for all the uh, athletic fields. And then you go down further and you can go into the main entrance. They have three options of which two of them, they admitted to, they didn't like the aesthetics or it was a grading issue. And they were trying to put in five tennis courts. So I don't know if you know what five tennis courts looks like, but um, in the back of my yard, 25 feet off the property, it is like a football field back there. I mean, the green space is virtually gone and with this plan. And then they're also putting in a turnaround 
circular parking. So you can dump off kids at the gymnasium and then ultimately there'd be ADA parking for tennis as well. We had a big uh, meeting this Monday with uh, the powers that be, the school, then the zoning committee. It still is amazing to me that they just refuse to listen that we're for tennis. We just don't want it in our backyards. The noise alone will just be unbearable to live with. And what they're not admitting to, uh, as well as the fact that they're planning to rent out their fields to who knows what school, if it's public, private, we have no idea. They want to have tournaments, so get themselves um, more recognized in the IHSA. They don't have a, a current tennis program uh, with IHSA. We're fighting it. We, we're, we're like, no, not in our backyards. Please put it up front. So that, that was, it was an interesting evening. I've never done some, been to a meeting like that. I've never had to defend property rights like that. The city was a bit disappointing. Um, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you guys all work for us. You represent the tax paying residents. And yet they were kind of giving latitude to Woodlands. And yeah. I was like, all you have to do is deny it in this location and say, you have to put in one of the others. And uh, finally at the end, it got a little better for us in that uh, we were heard for sure. I don't think uh, Woodlands at, anticipated the turnout we had. I mean, our, our side was packed with all residents. It wasn't people pulled in from from God knows where or board members yeah. or anything like that. And, and kind of the rub of the whole thing was you have alumni, you have board members, and they're all going, you know, go program, we're all for this, this is good, how can you not understand it? And my opener was, okay, understand your support of it. However, none of you, none, zero, were, live within a half a mile of this. How could you possibly know how bad it's gonna be for us? Did any of the zoning That's board my people- That's right now. <laughs> Did any of the zoning people, board people, come out to the property, yours or Woodland to check it out? It was encouraged for us not to ask that. Oh, okay. Because if they hadn't, it would not look good for them. So we didn't want to put them on their heels to begin with and be come off being too aggressive and, you know, ha, you didn't do this. My, my sense of things, given the, what I sort of uh, heard them say, my guess is, I, I know one woman did, the rest probably did not. And they and and Woodlands in uh, was supposed to by way of their application stake it off two weeks before the meeting. They did not. They did it one week before, and everybody left to go on spring break. So, what it, was the uh, purpose of the meeting? Was there rendering a permit or? Yes, uh, the, the school is trying to get them to give them their blessing and move forward through the the remainder of the process. And um, we were just, no, not here. Well, going, going to the zoning, do they have to approve something or was it just more informational? That You know, I'm not clear because it's, it's not really clear to me how it goes from zoning to planning commission. Then I get right. the city council part, but it seems like in this situation, and I think it's because it's an SUP, not positive. Um, it, it's very... Um, things overlap. So I don't understand where the lines of departure are for moving forward quite clearly. Kari, so, do you guys have an attorney? I had to hire one. And, okay. <laughs> and what was great was um, 
It turns out, and I found out uh, just that night is one of our neighbors across the street, he's, he and his wife are attorneys, they're civil attorneys. And I didn't know that they haven't been uh, in their house very long. And he got up to speak, he just shelled them. I mean, he just was that perfect lawyer, had all the answers, all the data, all the facts and just plowed right through them. And that's, and actually that was a turning point in the meeting because suddenly um, it seemed like the zoning board members, officers, whatever their, their title is, um, they seemed to sort of adjust and go, well, you know, why do you have to have five courts? Why not four? And why, um, why do they have to be all in a line? Seems to me you can fit them up front with the other, other fields if you split them, maybe two for JV, three, four, varsity. And they didn't like that. Mm. The school did not like that. So they why, have why, other why? issues too. They have a drainage issue with the, the, with the uh, gym and it's been there for years and years and years. And I think they're trying to, my guess is they're trying to kill two birds with one stone. Hey, and Kari, I know there's two courts back there right now, but why are they like opposed to putting it up with the other fields as a complex? Those, or? Well, they actually want to get rid of those two courts. They're in disrepair. They, they are not even in, in a legal space. How they got there, I don't know, because they've been there since, I think, through Google Maps. It's like the late 1960s. And honestly, I've owned my home for 2000, since 2005. And literally, I can tell you the number of times I've heard anybody playing tennis over there up until COVID. COVID made things pretty quiet. I think most of the neighbors were out there. And then um, after that, uh, let's see, last week, they had a little league baseball team out there playing, practicing in the two courts. So what, what, they, what they finally got caught on at the end of the night was that um, they're not using this just for tennis. These are going to be multi- uh, multi-use courts. And they, they didn't re reveal that in any of the paperwork submitted to the city. They didn't reveal it la that night until the very bitter end when we were just asking the right questions that they, one I think one girl finally slipped up and, and said it. But, and then we were like, okay, it's been revealed what they really want to do. So let's make Scoo money. They're, they're going to rent Scoo stuff. Yeah, Scoo, it seems to me like we keep running into these same issues where people buy a house and they have a space next to the house and then something funky goes on in that space. See, it's transparency. Yeah. And, right. and the school said to me, Hey, you bought that house knowing there was a school behind you. Well, here's, here's the deal folks. I didn't know that you have different set <laughs> rules on setbacks and zoning. You should be transparent right. about that. The realtor right. should maybe, I don't know, but uh, you know, why, why they, you know, first of all, they're a non-tax paying, entity and secondarily why don't they have the same rules or or stricter maybe a maybe a commercial status and i say that because if they're going to start programs and making money on these programs they are now that's that's like a different classification in my mind because that's commerce and once you're doing commerce either you're paying taxes somewhere or if you're not then what, it, what is your responsibility there? You now have, you know, Wild West kind of mentality. As far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't be able to build anything back here, especially if they're, they've got, you know, these, all these fields rented out for, for um, money-making 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm the last person that's going to be an attorney, but, uh, you know, the SUP, the special use uh, deal. So uh, <laughs> if you know that, what what is that zone next to you? Like in 2005, whoever your attorney was that helped you with the property, did they know that that's a special use, you know, uh, so well, you know I, what you're getting yourself special, into? No, actually it came about, excuse me, Scoot. Yeah. No, you could probably ahead. add to what I'm going to say because. I think you know it better than me. But uh, in 2005, Barrow was still standing. They tore that down. I think it was 2008 from what I read, kind of. And um, the special use permit went in place around that time, like okay. 2008. And then it, there were modifications or addendums in 2012 and 2013. So yeah, and, um, and it's, it's a, that's a great point because, again, when you're buying that house back then, Barra College and Woodland Academy is there and, you know, who knows what's going to go down in the future. But um, I think it all comes down to my opinion is that, um, you know, Lake Fort being great community that is there, there's not a lot of space, you know, to, you know, it seems like everyone's always fighting to build something new in a very confined space and whether it's a, a home or neighbors or even this, I mean, it's, I think the bottom line is whoever the builder, and I don't think builder like contractor builder, but developer for, for yeah, woodlands or whoever wants to do it, you got to take in consideration if you're you're coming into some neighborhood. I mean, the right thing to do is you know if you want five tennis courts, that's fine. I, I'm all for you know that if you want it, but you have to see where but you're putting it, and then seeing well, not necessarily park, but you know. If you want to do it, you got to go on not just developing or making plans based on your view from the campus, but also the view of the neighbors and how that's going to impact them. And if you don't, you know, it's again, you got to be cognizant of your neighbors and be good to them. I'm, if, if that thing goes up, how, how did they prevent the noise? Well, and you, we, you, you, you actually answered your own question. You, you at, actually said something that's at the forefront, but nobody wants to address it, which is we have limited land available to do projects or we don't have that land. And so consequently, they're trying to eke out every bit they can where right. they can't. The homeowners are not considered. I mean, and, and I will say this, this speaks to our city government big time. And there have been other mayors that were not pro, you know, scrape the land and put something egregious up. And part, part of why people move here is because of the charm, the quaintness. It hasn't been sucked up by developers. Either you're for that, that kind of um, environment and ambiance, or you're not. People are really bugged by all this development. And, and it's not that I'm against development. It's just, I think there's a place and time for it. And as long as it's not project, developed around your house. How many families does this affect? Profoundly, uh, 16 of the 20-some houses we have on, on the south side of uh, Highview. But the noise carries over a couple streets. Yeah. I mean, well, we, can, we can hear Lake Forest and right. their football games and their, and their uh, what do you call them, field hockey games. We can hear them very plainly in our neighborhood. Well, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's really the thing. I mean, you put, 
if you got two tennis courts and I, I've been there and I've seen it and it, there's not a lot of space. No. And to <laughs> five big courts, I mean, yeah, you can put up barriers to prevent the neighbors from seeing it and all that. But the main issue is noise and t- what five courts, two people on a court, maybe four people on a court. I mean, that's a lot of people and a lot of noise. And what is Woodlands going to do to mitigate that to the neighbors? And I don't think you can. So their solution to that is to put up this light bit of landscaping that they feel is enough. Now, you have to remember, they put up 10 feet, 10 foot fences, if not taller, which is that metal stuff that bangs, bangs, bangs once you have balls hitting it. But interestingly enough, we had a lady on our side, Rami Lopat. And she had at one time worked for O'Hare Airport in charge of sound, okay? Hmm. And she laid it out. She has the science behind it. And she spoke to it. She goes, you could put up, you know, 12-foot Arbor Vitae's three deep. It will not mitigate the sound. It will be absolutely horrible for these neighbors. Horrible. She started talking about the decibel uh, calculations and blah, blah, blah. And for example, each house, each or almost every other house had two evergreens. But if Woodlands, Woodlands does what they historically have is they put in like, you know, a three foot tree and, you know, watch it grow for 15 years and finally you'll get some peace and quiet. So, they're, they're, you know, they haven't cleaned up anything on this backside as long as I've lived here. There's broken fences, debris, there's, uh, they park trucks, they park buses. We have to call the school, tell them to move it. I mean, it, it just goes on and on and on. They're not good neighbors. They're just not. So, Kari, if they came, if they came back to you and said, "All right, well, we're just going to put two courts there," what no. would you say to that? Nope, no way. One court, none. Okay, none. Got it. You'd have Got to. It. You know what? I would encourage you, as did uh, I, um, the landscape architect who made the presentation that one night in January. I, I looked at her and I go you need to come over in my backyard and a couple of the neighbors to see how close this is. And I marked it off with, um, you know, red uh, construction tape. And I got my daughter out there. We marked five, we, we marked 25 feet off our fence of which five feet belongs to uh, ComEd. So ComEd has got a, a chain link fence that runs the whole length of the street. They thought it was theirs. That's how uninformed they are. I said, no, I know for a fact it's ComEd's because I did a landscape project last summer and they had to investigate it. So here they are. Um, It would have been even closer. So what can go there then? What, what, what would you be cool with going there? Why why does anything have to go there? What's wrong with it being a nice green belt and the kids play back there? I mean, because it's America and and it's, you know, it, because a, a business owns it and it's America, you know what I mean from that standpoint. Like, what can they're they? Not, well, they don't. The thing is, they don't define themselves as a business. Schools are don't have that. Um, how well, I, I know my niece that went over there. That's a business. Those, <laughs> those tuition checks that are being written out. That's a business. Well, I, I think there's there's. Well, it's because you've got 133 can... students there, of which yeah. 20 live on campus. And but, they have to have security for those kids that live on campus. I and, think there, there's grass back there right now, Pete. And then there's there driveway and parking for, you know, you know, and then they got the two tennis courts. But I, I, mean, I don't even think the two tennis big. courts are even usable pretty much anymore, are they? I think well, they are for down. <laughs> My biggest issue, and Pete, I don't know if you live there and you're around. No. Nice, I know you don't live there, but if you did That's live there. That's on the west side, isn't it? 
and you were doing a, having a little barbecue and minding your own business and all of a sudden a tennis ball comes flying over into your barbecue you'd be kind of you know do they have to yell for or what if they they send something over well, that's the not even the worst of it school it really <laughs> isn't i mean I, I can send you a little video i have from being out in my backyard uh, a week ago when it when we had that nice weather and uh, I had a girlfriend over and we were just sitting back there and it was like 7.30ish getting dark. And all of a sudden I hear this bunch of kids running across. Then you hear the fences go open, close, open, close, open, close. And what, what this lady that explained sound was when it's really quiet and you introduce a noise, it, it reverberates as if it were 10 times worse. Right. And then it builds with each person added. It just makes it louder and louder and louder. And because it's an open space, it carries. So there's no way to quiet it. I mean, we can hear the soccer and the baseball games up on the field by the tracks. It's not horrible because it's diffuse. It doesn't sound bad. But when it's right in our backyard, it is so loud. It's like they are literally in my backyard. I'm not even, I'm not exaggerating. Did they talk about putting them up where their other fields are and why they can't? Well, that was one I mean, of the four, they, they, um, they basically looked at four locations on the property mm. that would meet their needs. And the first one, literally they said it was dismissed because of aesthetics. It didn't, and they said it to me face-to-face. -face. They said, well, we think it would be really uh, unattractive to enter our property and see tennis courts right the first thing. Who are the neighbors that live over there? It's going to look bad in my, and it's going to look good in my <laughs> backyard. <laughs> it's like, it's you're real, that's the where the attorneys can live. sell those places now. Like, hey, you have your own tennis court now. <laughs> you're well, see, your backyard. Yeah, five of them. <laughs> real estate's the other problem. It's going to diminish our values for sure. There's no disputing that. I think they're doing this because they're trying, the word is that they're not in good shape financially. So they're trying to get a, uh, a greater, um, you know, revenue source. And so, I guess, so here, here's my question. I mean, as you said earlier that Woodlands is an SUP, I mean, do they have to, so was this meeting Monday, was this just an informational or is there a next no, step asking, where they have to go through the asking, process and then. Correct. It's a process. Get approved by the city and all that. They, right. They have to get it approved by zoning first. So it did not get through zoning that night. And it, it was interesting because once the attorney for us spoke and it sort of woke up people, I think, on the zoning board, and then they start to ask good questions. There wasn't a vote Monday? There was a so vote there... for whether it would be denied or continued, and it was continued. Oh, we continued. Wanted yeah, that's hard... what I was going to say. Is it... yeah. Well, we wanted a hard denial on the location behind us, and then that way it would force them to pick one of their other locations to do this on. And they have three others. Personally so viable. When they said continued, what does that mean? Does it go, do they have to come back with they a new plan? Well, they have and, to come back with yeah. a lot of answers. And gotcha. the questions were along the lines of um, how much is this project? And suddenly they couldn't tell us. <laughs> it uh, was like, yeah, you know, it's like they've got the numbers on each location. Right. Oh, you don't have them right. Okay. And it was, you know, have you done um, sound studies? Have you done traffic studies? Because they have a road that comes behind the school and it, it is right on top of the neighbors uh, west of me. And in many cases, three feet, five feet, and, and the road's right there. So right there, they were not, have not been good neighbors. It's only 
one width car width wide. So you can't have back and forth uh, traffic because there's kind of part of the ravine back there. So it, it's, you, you, I can't even believe the fire department would agree to this because in terms of capacity for a tennis tournament and getting cars back there and dropping people off or whatever, it's, it would be a cluster, just a total cluster. Scooby, this sounds like the same thing about the turf and uh, the grass deal. Is this the same process? No. Like they're, they're putting the, the you know, the Completely pictures different. up, getting, yeah, it's, 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 no, it's different. It's, it's right. different because, yeah, it's different. There's, there's that, the, the turf field, it's not impacting um, neighbors Residence. and all that. It's a totally different. Just you know, like it's, it's, it's a recovering of an existing field that's being used, so to speak. Okay. Is this Kari's same situation as Kari's situation is like we're going to put you know five giant tennis courts in your backyard? Oh, by the way. <laughs> no, I got to see these oh, yeah. pictures, Kari, for me to get more passionate about it. You know. Well, what you I mean? know what you you won't honestly you pro you won't see the significance of it until you you come over because a, a tennis court from line to line. You you've been to West Park. Yeah. Take those tennis courts and pick them up. Walk over to uh, Woodlands behind Woodlands where they currently are. Yeah, and drop it down there and and see the you can All right. visually. So it's see. A, it, to me the issues are is is sound and congestion. So if they, oh, I think the number one is sound. You're never going to be able to. So I'm just saying, if, what if it was covered? Would that do it? And no. deal with the congestion to get the things in and out. Then it becomes what, an covered like a thing. dome. Yeah, I'm just. Oh God, who wants oh. a dome in their backyard? Are you kidding? Okay, me? <laughs> so nothing. We want nothing. I, I, Pete, I think you need to come over to my house and see this. <laughs> I don't go to the west side. I stay on the yeah. east side. This They're on the east side, side you knucklehead. Not the west Are they? Side. Yeah. Oh. This is right off Sheridan Road. This is not oh. the west side, unless unless you you're don't saying cross the track, Pete. Come on. <laughs> All right, then this I'll check it out. Hood. <laughs> then I'll check it out. So the third issue that I hear going around in town, Kari, is uh, they want to turn the golf course into a uh, wetlands. Is that? I know nothing about that. No. Are you are you talking about uh, you're, deer pad? You're like two. You're like two years behind that one, Pete. No, I <laughs> just somebody sent me something that it popped up in one of the groups, and I'm like, I, as usual, I don't know nothing. And I, no, you know, no, that's okay. that's. Uh, Unless they're talking about Lake Bluff, but Lake Bluff the disaster right now. Oh, Lake Bluff, Bluff, then that's what it is. Yeah. It's probably Lake Bluff, yeah. yeah. Okay. What what's going on with that? Well, it's just it's it's on a floodplain. And what the village has decided to not maintain it. And you know, it gets little maintenance, but still play, and it's just deteriorating beyond all belief, unfortunately. I mean, so that would be good to place. make it like a nature preserve. Well, that's 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 always the next fallout. I mean, that's where Deer Path sat a couple of years ago. You know, certain people wanted to have, make it a, a walking path, and you know that failed miserably. But um, but what it did trigger is a Deer Path renovation. But um, Lake Bluff, it's beyond. I mean, they've they've tried to go the route of. Uh, Deer Path, how they brought in specialty groups to help them do that, and it's failed right. miserably. And now it's just kind of, but it's the toughest thing. You can't put houses there. You can't do anything. I mean, that whole back that, nine, if you get a big a, rain, it floods. Is that a grading issue or is it a water table thing? Oh, it's water table. 
I mean, okay. grading what? I mean, they, they just ten, the ten years ago. They never no, should have put ten, the golf ten years. No, no. I mean, ten years ago, they really well more than ten. I don't really know, but I'm sure someone will correct me. Um, they renovated the green fairways and everything at Deer, or, um, Lake Bluff, and it was it was beautiful. But it, it's like every golf course. Once you decide I'm going to pull back on the maintenance, you know it goes to pot and uh you know Wasn't there a the, du- the double the double whammy with lake bluff is it sits on you know below the river <laughs> so oh. that thing overflows the whole course is overflowed and if you don't have people maintaining it you know it's it's done yeah, yeah. they had a private group in there that failed miserably then they had another private group come in that you know it just they didn't the village didn't want to pay them to do their job so they just kind of you know just kept taking money from people to play it. And, you know, if you played it and paid it, you paid nothing, but it's horrible. It's kind of like they were chasing a problem, you know, and it's one that really probably shouldn't have been built there in the first place because of the, 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 I I know. I, 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 I love golf. Don't get me wrong. I love golf. No, I mean, it's not that it shouldn't have been there. It's not that it shouldn't have been there. It's um, you know, it's, you have to, in order to do that, you have to maintain it. And for years, I don't know what it was in the early sixties or late sixties when it was developed, but I mean, the village put money into it, maintained it. And it was a wonder, I mean, the high school plays out there and it's a great place to play. And now it's, you know, so, horrible. so go, going back two Sorry. years ago at deer path, what was the, I mean, I've been here, what, three going on four years. And I remember something about it. Uh, it, was, it was longer than two or three. It was probably like five or six years ago. But, but that's, um, that's a pretty good moneymaker, especially with COVID for, oh, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that course was, um, I was on the rec board at that time, but it was, um, you know, it was the city stopped maintaining it. You know, they took the people off it and, you know, it went to crap, literally to crap. And you to play it, I mean, it was it's horrible. And so they brought in a, a group to maintain it and, uh, oversee it. And, um, you know, thankfully it's been there because they, we got past renovations and all this stuff to make it, you know, this hundred year course is now a beautiful, I mean, it's a destination public course and it's there. They got some new changes going in there, but why, why didn't they, that, uh, that's put, the power of having a private group come in and do what they do. Why didn't they put AstroTurf in? Huh? Why didn't they put, uh, okay, you're uh, not a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, structure. Oh my God. Why? That's What's for that? Putt-putt. That's for putt putt golf. They, oh. They do have AstroTurf, Pete, but some of the. Uh, oh, customer um, service. They have. Yeah, no, it's Comcast. <laughs> they have AstroTurf, Pete, but then the mats they hit off of when it's, it's bad weather. Not a golfer, just want to know. You know, I, I would think you would get out, your drives would uh, be extended if you had AstroTurf there. As opposed to regular grass. Become a longer yeah. course. Yeah. You're going there. I can see it. You're, you're <laughs> bending towards that uh, discussion. <laughs> it keeps coming up. The Mickey Mouse Club, you know, the Green Meanie Clubhouse, you know, they're maybe they're <laughs> well, going to put a clubhouse that, that, in uh, Carrie's backyard. It was, it was, well, it thanks, was, uh, the research was passed and it's going to uh, City Council Monday. So, oh. Up, up to the alderman now to make make a keep it going or not keep it going. Make a guess. Where do you think it's going to go? Oh, it'll pass. 
there, there's no alternative. What, not have uh, youth athletics anymore in the community? I mean. And you know what? They've got a big tax base. It's, it's surprising to me that the money's not there for it. I really am disappointed. Well, it, it's there. there you know, most of it's there. But it's, again, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot that has to be done. I mean, we're talking turf on the main fields there, but they have to then put money into all the other parks that have fields there, west to south, um, Everett and uh, Cherokee, all those fields have to be redone too. And those are all grass and those are all gonna be alternate sites, but uh, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. And, and um, you know, this yeah, is just the re research phase that's, that's, that's gonna get approved and get a real too. cost to do it. Huh? So that's the yeah. city's job. And you know, it's no different than all of us being homeowners. You have to keep up your property, otherwise it goes in disrepair. And we pay these huge taxes and for them to have a bond issue or whatever they're calling it for the turf, I, I'm, it ticks me off. It, you well, know, I mean, why yeah, yeah. Spend it's, the money it's, it's, to redo the grass and make it beautiful and keep cutting it or, you know, fertilizing it, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And that, but that's not, that's, not, that's part of the issue. And it's, it's more uh, usability is a big issue. And um you know, they can't, I mean, there, there was a business, yeah, you're absolutely right that it's the city's responsibility to maintain it, all the fields. Several years ago, they made a business conscious decision to not maintain it or maintain it at a very small Low level. Um, cost. And now it's come to a point that, um, and, and we'll see, once it gets passed by city council, then they got to do a real detailed study of the cost and all that and, and benefit of doing all this stuff. They're in a position, whether they have to do, whether it's turf or regular grass, drainage, they have to redo that whole park for drainage. I mean, again, like Lake Luff, it's <clears throat> on the edge, it's on the edge of the river. I mean, it's, it's in a bad it's area. It's going to happen. I mean, but, it's, it's like, hello. Well, either, either way, I mean, it's, you know, people screaming about the cost. Well, the cost is, you know, to, and I'm a grass. I, I played sports, coached there, everything. Me firm too. believer of grass fields and all that but guess what if you I, don't have the right field for the kids and this is all about the kids it's not about uh, a 80 year old person who's never had kids and they just hate the the whole concept of it this is about the kids and and our community growing if we don't these kids are already going to other communities and not staying in our community and that's that's a problem problem is follow the money and that's well, the, the problem. But the, but the thing is, you know, people screaming against not doing the turf. The turf is something that's needed. Every community is leveraging it, utilizing it for um, improving their high school youth programming. It's got 10 and years of use. 10 years. And there's right? more injuries from it no, because of substrate. No, that's yes. not true. Kari, what's your stance on this? Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I tell you, I. I, I I like doing, doing uh, being involved at the high school ever since the turf field has been laid down. I have not seen any peculiar injuries caused by turf. Number one, number two, I don't, uh, you know, I know some of these parents that are behind the scenes screaming about it. I kind of remember their kids playing on these fields, these turf fields, and how they loved it. This is the greatest thing in the world. Well, it's good so, for their kids. Again, well, yeah, now that my yeah. kids are gone, I'm against it. it. 
So right. I, I, I believe you can pull up anything on, on the internet about good, bad, or anything about the field. The bottom line is, yes, if, if it only lasts 10 to 12 years, then here's what the city should do, the rec should do. If, if, if it's the turf field, you manage this thing for 10 years and you grind out the cost benefit and everything and see how it is, then when it's time to replace it, you're gonna have enough data to just say, well, you know, should we go back to turf or should we go back to, to grass? The what, what, is, what is the high school gonna do with the football field? Cause that's gonna hmm? need new, what are they gonna do? Put grass in or put artificial? They've already replaced it once. So that means it's- It's already been replaced once. There's a predicate. Uh, uh, I got fake hips, knees, played on the <laughs> worst AstroTurf you can imagine. Absolute worst, all right? In this particular area, having the fake stuff, you would have more consistent play. More people will be able to play than if you didn't. That's the only thing that I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Well, and and here, here's the other thing. I'll just, I'll just throw this out there because when I was at the rec board meeting, nobody mentioned this and probably shame on me, but I didn't need to mention it. But I'll mention it here is with COVID, um, if these athletes and parents remember back last year, um, COVID canceled all the fall sports in 2020. Yeah. Right? Our governor then opened it up back in, you know, December, January, whatever. And guess what happened? The IHSA, all high schools put, took their um, fall sports, jammed them into January and February and extended the spring sports into June and all that. But guess what happened and in February when they're playing, Pete, you remember this, when they're, they're playing mm -hmm. football in February, March, and the freezing cold. Outside? Outside on the turf. Never would have happened if it was if you on had grass. Field. You can't play on the grass. So, and not only lacrosse, uh, football, but the lacrosse, the soccer, everything was played out because of the turf, which is a huge advantage. And on the flip side, you got down to, you know, lacrosse. I remember lacrosse championship for like in late May, early June when it's hot. You know, they're played on that. And when the people are screaming that it's too it's hot a, to play on turf fields. Wait, 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 wait. When it's too hot to play on turf fields, you know, fall football. I like that picture. Fall football in August and in July. They're practicing getting ready in 80, 90 degree weather. Nobody's dying or, you know, whatever from the heat and all that. So it's, it's, I understand everyone has all these, you know, I went on the internet and found this out, but the reality is go look at Lake Forest High School, who's been using this thing for the last 10, 15 years and leveraging it, the fact that they can play on it and in, in hot weather, cold weather or whatever. If it's consistent and you're willing to pay for it. Okay, great. It's right. just, de it's dealing with those two things and everybody needs to look at it. That's all that I'm saying. Cause we can go down a rabbit's hole on, on this one. Well, but, and, and the cost, it, it, you know, the cost to do one or the other is almost about, I, I can guarantee you it'll come out the same or close oh, to it. What about the ecological impact? No, you know, all the greenies always going like, you know, Oh, it's so bad for the ecology. That turf, what you have to prep and lay down for it and come on i like grass and you know what we all you know what none of us we all the three of us i'm going to imagine all played on grass fields and nobody was worried about potholes or whether the the grass was super smooth i mean you know we're, we're oh no oh yeah no no there was no there trust me there was always issues about 
potholes and all that because the fields, if they're not maintained properly, become that. And that's what the fields in Lake Forest right now. You two Lake Every Forest. Every field in Lake Forest is right now. People, the baseball field I grew up in the inner damaged. city of Chicago playing on a, gravel. I am not a baby, Pete. I am all about. You didn't play on gravel, Pete. I'll like send you a picture I, I played on too. gravel. <laughs> I played softball on, on those fields and got my nose broke be, broken because of a ball that was hit that took a hop. And so I know. got to watch those balls. The, the fields of were, a metal sorry, when, when you guys were playing, when we were playing softball, those fields were, uh, those fields at Deer Path and the fields in the city 20 years ago were destination fields. People wanted to play tournaments there. They came in from around to play tournaments there. And a city business decision was made to not maintain the fields because it was a people issue. That decision was made right or wrong. The I say it was wrong. Because I believe that those fields were great, but now it's deteriorated down there. You have a decision to make, and you can go you back know. to that. And if it's a cost-benefit sure. ratio, I'd, that's I'd why I say you, you put the turf down, and then you you manage it after ten years. If the turf doesn't work and it's not generating the revenue and all that other stuff that it's supposed to do, then guess what? The foundation has been laid. You just take well, the, the people at the, oh, the grass down. customer service, Scoo Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so this Lake Forest High School. Look, the administration smart, right? They wouldn't just put turf in if it was not necessarily. Well, I'm just what what year you're talking about? Did they go through crap resurfacing that field? That's why I'm kind of wondering why all the crap Nothing. is going down for zero. Why is it happening now? That's all I'm saying. You you got a Mickey Mouse club that's probably going to go in Kari's yard. They're going to build a clubhouse back <laughs> there. <laughs> Take it back, Pete. Don't you be fixing me or I'll be on your front lawn. You're, you're a green meanie. I got to no, see your... I know Kari's not a green meanie. Oh, I think she's a green meanie. I want to oh, see God, a picture no. of the backyard. You need to have a conversation with Kari off, offline. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> Quick question. The uh, Will Smith slap, fake or real? Oh. I thought it was fake. I thought fake. it was fake, too. Okay. I thought it was fake and was a joke. And you know what was yeah. the telling part of it is, is that um, it, it was how kind of Chris Rock, uh, his his uh, fallback, I guess. He thumped the mic. And I, right. and, yeah, and it never, I mean, I know what a slap sounds like. It didn't sound like a slap or it was a little girly slap. I thought he hit him. It's like a Punched Three him, Stooges. And then it was like a slap. Like, what if he would have done like a Three Stooges? But he, you know what? What you know, a joke. What a joke. Wife and she was not laughing. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, I got a man up all of a sudden. I don't think yeah. his wife laughs at all. He, he should have brought up his, her 20-year-old boyfriend or whatever it is. That would have been even funny. Oh, no, he did They have an open marriage. So, like, what's the problem? She's dating some 20-year-old. How do you do it? Okay. That's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what a, what a yeah. joke that was. Come on. And they talked all during the pre-whatever Oscars all week was, oh, I got to do something to ramp up the, the viewership and all that. It's going to be the worst, you know. School, I, I like Kari. I think we got to bring her back. I think we might have oh, to I have her on the, uh, the North Shore podcast. We could have some fun there. Can well, you imagine I, Kari I, and Rob Metz? Oh, my God. But, yeah, but it, I would, to... it, would be a, it would be a love fest. You, I mean, like, Thanks for listening to the Lake Forest <laughs> Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Smash gentlemen. It. Like.
Oh, you're not going anywhere. Like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know you'd like to hear about the upcoming shows. Again, I'm Pete and can be reached at Pete at LakeForestPodcast.com. The link will be in the podcast notes below. I'd like to thank our Patreon sponsor, Sharkai Beach Fishing, their premier South Florida beach fishing experience on Longboat Key, Florida. Their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but to help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at SharkGuyBeachFishing.com and contact them today to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreons uh, supporters. All right, you ready, Kari? Reverend Luke back from the Church of the Holy <laughs> Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth B, Coastal Lance, Otto, RDM, and the Brat Stop Breakfast Group in Kenosha. I can't believe happy. you're in a band the way you say that. <laughs> You like that? I'll be <laughs> on behalf of my co-host Scoo Walker and our fantastic guest Kari. We thank you for listening. Cue the non-copyrighted music. <laughs>